Revenge of the Deep State. The Fury Theory starts right now. The Fury Theory podcast brought to you by EFB Advocacy. I want to welcome Dina Bass-Williams and Dee Dee Bass-Wilbon to the Fury Theory. Um, they are close friends. Long, I've known Dina for 25 years, something like that. Uh, they are the, the founders and partners of Bass Public Affairs. Bass Public Affairs is dedicated to using creative public relations to help clients understand trends, develop and implement strategies, and build strategic coalitions. I knew Dina, Dina when she worked uh, for the House Republican Conference, mm-hmm. but she was recently with the uh, Secretary of uh, Housing and Urban Development, uh, was Deputy Chief of Staff, and she also worked at the RNC. Dee Dee is a media consultant for community organizations, business leaders, entertainers, and elected officials. You really have to cut your teeth, though, at uh, Big Bank, MBNA. Yes. And you're kind of the, um, I'm going to have you as our corporate communications consultant. Is that right? Sounds good. So t- <laughs> t- t- tell me a little bit about um, what's your, your beautiful pins and the meaning behind them. Well, our pins are dragonflies, and we say that dragonflies are butterflies with attitudes. Um, a friend of Dina. Yeah, a Bible study almost 20 years ago on the Hill. Right. Her, a girl's grandmother said that dragonflies were butterflies with attitude, and I thought, that is so cool. That was long before we started the business, but. But we love dragonflies. We're, they're so colorful and, and strong. And, uh, and so we said, you know what, that would be a good symbol for our business. We're Southern Bells and we're strong and... Uh, they can be scary though. Yes. And, and so can, can we. And so can <laughs> we. <laughs> Great to have you both on the show. Uh, tell me how it is to work with your sister. We love it. We can't, I mean, I cannot imagine working with anyone else. There is no ego between us. Exactly. We laugh. I feel sorry for the people who share, who, whose offices are next to ours because we are laughing constantly. And it's, we, it's a blessing. It really is a blessing. I, and like she said, I couldn't imagine doing it with anyone. We trust each other. Um, we love each other. Um, we support each other. And there's a balance. Like, Dee Dee is... Um, a social butterfly, and I am not. Um, she's she's uh, Laverne. I'm Shirley. She's Walona. Um, she is Walona. I'm Florida Evans. <laughs> <laughs> and talk to me about your business. How, how are things going? Tell me what what you do and how you help your uh, your clients achieve their goals. Sure. We um, we basically help people get in or out of the media. Mm-hmm. So we are a public affairs firm. I know that there are, you know you can't hit a throw a rock without hitting a public affairs firm in this town, but we are um, a boutique firm and we basically help people manage their media. That could be everything from um, large communications plans to you know small op-eds that that need to be placed. And our mom works with us. She's in Georgia, so she does a lot of our scheduling. But if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't stay on schedule. So, so she's the reason you guys are here? Yes. yes. Oh, that's, that's good. I'm and on that. time. And on time. That's, that's, that's fantastic. Dina, let me, let's start with you. Uh, you worked for this administration. You've seen uh, the president up close and personal. You've uh, you worked for Secretary uh, uh, Ben Carson, who's mm-hmm. I think doing a magnificent job. Absolutely, mm-hmm. um, they've got a lot of stuff out there that no one really even covers. Um, how do you think he's doing with this whole impeachment fiasco? I believe that he is that the president is unraveling. Um, I think that we know that he does not have message discipline. Um, and I think we're seeing it. We're seeing it, and um, and it is not attractive. But his behavior has never been attractive. I think you know. Yesterday, even the 
the wonderful press conference uh, with the president of uh, Finland. That is, an, that is evidence of, of him unraveling. But I think that if he is able to um, have a little bit of message discipline, a little bit of control, then he will weather this. But it's not looking good. And But, but I don't have any, I think we long ago uh, stop believing that he would have message discipline. We exactly. support his policies. We believe that he's um, delivering on his promises. Mm -hmm. But man, if he would just stay on message. But but I feel like I feel like we are a broken record saying that. So our strategy for him would be: we know he's going to do it. Exactly. So let's let's work understanding that that he is going to do these things. Well, right. a I, I agree with both of you. Uh, D D, you are kind of the corporate communications. Um, expert. You, know, you think about communications, you want mes message discipline, but I think a lot of people also want authenticity. I think mm -hmm. that the president has authenticity. We know what's always on his mind. But from a communications perspective, how do you manage that? I think that, like Dina was saying, we already know that he's not going to stay on message. So we're going to prepare ourselves for what he, what's going to happen after the fact. Right. Um, what he's doing right, he's not shying away from the media. He loves to speak to the media. He loves to be in front of the camera. Um, and um, But as a communications person, be, if I were on his team, I would prepare for what comes after he gives that speech. Because I know that giving him messaging marks, he, they're going to go out the window. It's going to be a waste of time. So I, I, need, I need to be prepared for after the fact of, of, of crisis communications of what's going to happen once he steps away from that podium. Now, Dina, you've, you've worked for politicians before. You know that sometimes they're good at sticking to the script, mm -hmm. and sometimes they're not. Um, how do you prepare for when they're not? I mean, is it just kind of you got to be loosey-goosey, or how do you deal with that? You know, I think I don't know that anyone has ever dealt with a politician who is this unorthodox. Um, so I think that his comms team and, and their professionals, I think that they are doing the best that they can, but I would not... Like, I've worked for people who are unorthodox communicators. Dr. Carson's stump speech was not the traditional stump speech on the campaign trail, right? Um, Dr. Carson's way, you know, we, we love him mm -hmm. and we, we love his family. We work with them. They're amazing, but there's nothing about him even now that is orthodox. Right. Um, but there is, so, I, so it's almost with President Trump, it's not as much the, the unorthodox nature of his communication it's just the kind of rude nature of his communication yeah, exactly. you know what i mean so so dr carson is not traditional in the way he communicates but i think most people will say he's a decent guy you know um, he's not so much with the president right right um so you i've seen your your twitter feed you've got a great twitter feed and you've got a lot of followers uh the president has more followers than you um <laughs> more followers than almost anybody right um you know, how do you approach Twitter? I mean, I know that we would like him to not use Twitter. Um, just talk about social media and this president. This president, unlike any other president, he is, he loves social media. He loves being on Twitter. He loves the, um, the, the, the quickness of it and being able to get his response. If someone punches, he's going to punch right back, and he knows that he can punch back on Twitter immediately, whether he's on Air Force One or if he's getting ready to go on stage for a speech. He knows in the middle he, of the night. In the middle of the night, if he's going to get milk and cookies, <laughs> then he knows that he can get to the American people by going onto his phone. 
And I think in some cases, for those who are who who are, who are constantly on Twitter and, and 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 reading and things like that, it's good. But I think that the president he needs to sometimes it's okay to type something out and not send it. <laughs> it's, like, it's, a, it's like the letter you don't send. Right. It's like right. the letter you don't send. Oh, the and, email and you're mad at your spouse and you're like, I'm gonna send this. And, and I'm then, gonna. And, then you don't. Like. Right. But he we needs also, to do that a little bit more often. He needs to do that, but we also need to recognize that that he used Twitter in such a way that he just he he didn't need CNN. He didn't. Right. You know, the, no, the he number, did not. The number of people that are that he can communicate with in one tweet, he doesn't need he doesn't need CNN or MSNBC or even Fox for that matter. He can he can communicate, and so there are people who. And I think his base like enjoys that. that, and they like that because they feel as though that they can communicate with their president, right. and that he is listening and is going to respond. And there's a, I, f I believe that there's a community of people who actually want to be retweeted by the president. Like they feel that, like that's a goal. They right. can, like if I do this, then the president will retweet me. And, and he and might. The, and exactly. <laughs> and the possibility <laughs> is, you exactly. never know. Exactly. And you know, we have worked with clients who, um, whose Twitter. Like the approval process to send out one tweet is very, very intense. Right, I know. You know, right. to send out one tweet, and, and that's sometimes a little controlled. But we, but we begin to value that because they do want um, to protect the brand, to protect the client. To you know, you don't want to retweet some kook, you know, which but, happens uh, with him. Yes. So, uh, Dina. Um, you have worked in the administration. You've seen kind of the deep state up close and personal. I mean, you've dealt with a bureaucracy that is not on board with what the boss wants mm -hmm. to do. Um, it's real, isn't it? It is real. And I never, you know, I did not believe that it was real. And, and I was at HUD, you know what I mean? So right. I, was, I was at HUD. Um, but there, but yes, it is real. Um, we, it is real. And there, like this president has a way of, um, of a, of pun like Didi said, you know, um, he, he's punched, he counter punches, and, and counter punching the deep state is a terrifying experience. experience. Especially okay. when it's the CIA and yeah. the FBI. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Didi, uh, on your website, you say, uh, we are, we represent the Davids in a world of Goliaths. Mm -hmm. um, who's the David and who's the Goliath in this fight? It's just weird. I'm going to say, in regards to this impeachment yes, fight, right? exactly. I'm going to say that the American people are the Davids, and the Goliaths are the Dems and the Republicans. Um, right now, you have Republicans who are saying no to this impeachment. You have Democrats saying absolutely yes. And then you have this group of people that are in the middle, and they're undecided. And I think that with the president yesterday on television pointing um, his finger like... I'm not calling the president a two-year-old at all, but <laughs> that his actions were pointing like a two-year-old. He's going to lose those individuals. Um, he needs to stay on message, and that's very Harlan's that we were just talking about. But if we look at his record, he could win. He definitely could win. But I, that's, yeah, I believe the American people are the, are the Davids. That's and interesting. That's really interesting. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. I, I, but, but I still say, like, I am not, I, I am never, ever, going to pretend that this president is going to stay on message, but I agree And with, neither am no, I. I. And, I and we, we agree that we we do not co-sign on, I'm going to use her word, kookockery <laughs> of what the president does and, and his actions. We just don't.
but we support him and his policies, and we support the things that he's done that has that have really um, helped the American people. And but we will not co-sign so the Kukakery. And, and his Twitter his Twitter activity is Kukakery. Yes, um, and his and, actions and, you know, sometimes even, pointing. Even say, but, I, I, lo this, I love that word. Please use it. <laughs> But even in this, even in this environment and in this space, to say to say that we don't co-sign the president's kukakery, mm -hmm. but we but we support his policies, that's dangerous as a, as a as a team of you know as a business in this town um, because of the level of loyalty that you have to have to this administration. We are 100% loyal for the um, you know uh, his. It, holding the line on abortion in a way that no president before has ever done, right? Exactly. Um, we're, we're all for that. Um, uh, immigration. Immigration. Uh, entitlement reform, even. Uh, you know, positive exits from, from public housing. Those kinds of opportunity zones. zones. Amazing. Mm -hmm. but, but the fact that we actually have to, um, that you're not supportive if you don't agree, I mean. With every single thing that he does. Like, are we supposed to support him calling calling a woman a dog, even if it is Amorosa? I don't think I don't think that's right. Right. You know? yeah, that's that was not. It's just not acceptable. It's not, not at all acceptable. So uh, this gets to my next question. I mean, you guys, especially you, Dee. I mean, I know Nina a little bit longer, Dee. I'm assuming this is your sisters. You probably both sign on to the same kind of philosophical beliefs. Absolutely. You're, and I don't want to speak for the whole conservative movement, but a lot of conservatives really love this guy, mm -hmm. even though he's. You know, not his, that conservative. Uh, why his, is that? His, I, you know, I believe that his lifestyle and his manner is not mm -hmm. that conservative. But this is the thing. We knew when he cleared the primaries that we were putting in office a billionaire playboy who had a potty mouth. Why are we mm -hmm. acting like this is like this it's is something new? Now, like it's right? a surprise. Like we knew we he did not deceive. He has never deceived us in his manner and who he is from the, you know, we have. De decades of tape, mm -hmm. yeah, you know. Right. So he's not—he's not deceived us. Um, so this is not a bait and switch. So it shouldn't be. This is, it's this not, is a not a bait and switch. switch. Not at all. Not a bait and switch. And you know, and and really, um, he has delivered in areas that are that are important to us. And so people say that we are on the wrong side of history. You know, how could we, people that we love, that we love dearly. <laughs> How could we? How could we support this president with with his language, his manner? And you know, my thing is, I believe that that babies are life, and the way he um, just pushes back on Planned Parenthood, I love it. I love know? it, so, and I, I will continue to support him in that and be a cheerleader for that because I think from conception, it's a human. There's no question about it. Absolutely, no question. And the fact that he supports that just makes it makes me. Extremely proud and excited to say yes, I support this president. Oh, I agree with you on all that. Um, Didi, when you talk to you, you, you kind of mentioned this, and I'm going to go back and forth, and you're both going to answer these questions, but I got to. <laughs> uh, when you talk to your friends and your family, and you say, hey, listen, I, you know, I love the president's policies. I think he's kind of goofy. I think he wish, I wish he'd stop, shut up on Twitter, which almost every Republican who supports his policy says. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of blowback do you get uh, from fr friends and family? Well, I don't get a lot of blowback because we've decided that we're not going to have those conversations. <laughs> okay, good. So you, you don't have those conversations at the dinner table or Thanksgiving. Let's say it's Thanksgiving. You get all the clan together. You got everybody back together. You know, like everyone has family stuff. Don't talk about politics. It's We've come to the decision that it is in the best interest of our homes not to discuss it. Okay. So we don't. That's smart. And, uh, you know, 
my husband and, and Dina's husband, my lovely um, brother-in-law, um, they they support us. They do not support the president. Exactly. So. Do you think, um, looking at, at the African-American community, mm -hmm. um, do you think the president's going to do better than, say, Mitt Romney would do, or do you think he's going to do largely the same? You know, that's... I think that he probably will do better. It's interesting. Our dad, who passed away in 2009, we believe that he would have loved this president because, he, he because he's have. just, he, our dad did not graduate from high school. He was um, uh, a construction worker, you know, um, paycheck to paycheck, but believed in hard work and supporting his family. And he believed in speaking the truth. And he believed in just shooting from the hip and not trying to sugarcoat anything. He was not a however it came, However it comes out, it comes out. If your feelings are hurt, mm, oh well. It's, this is the truth, right. and that's how I think this president is. Yeah. And, and so I think that he will not do worse than Republicans typically do with, with the black vote. Um, it's possible that um, it is possible that he will do better. I think he did better. I, I can't remember the numbers, but I think he did better than Mitt Romney with black men. I think black people will men. be surprised that, exactly, I was going to say the same thing. I think mm -hmm. people will be very surprised, but I think black men will probably support him more than, than people think they will. But that, but it will still, and we have to be realistic, right. you know, we've worked in coalitions for exactly. most of our political career, and it will it will not be the resounding numbers that we feel it should be. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know. So uh, let's kind of exit question here on the whole idea of impeachment. Um, how bad is this going to be for the president? Could it get a lot worse? And uh, let's say... Really, really bad as a 10 like this. We might get a lot of Republicans voting for to kick him out of the office mm -hmm. versus no impact politically or even more so uh, will actually help Republicans by energizing Republicans. And which how is this going to play out? Do you think I think it's probably going to energize Republicans, to be honest. I think I think it's going to energize everyone, to be honest, because I think that the American people are going to get really tired of this because I think the Demo not that I think I know and the Democrats it's the it's middle of that road group that you're talking about right and they're the Democrats they're reaching and they're reaching and now we just heard this morning that they're trying to rush to get everything to get the impeachment done, done by November by November like, by Thanksgiving like I, I really want to understand their play on this this nothing about this makes sense and nothing. to Didi's point it's the the independence if the president does not lose complete control the way he did in the press conference yesterday with the um, Finnish president? Finnish. If he's he, not finished. He's just Finnish. Finnish. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't lose control in, those, in that way, then he'll hold the line with the independents. But people are, you know, I don't believe that people have the stomach for for impeachment right now. I just now. don't think and, they do. And you'll this is uh, and this is this is what energizing the base sounds like. Energizing the Republican base and energizing the Democratic base. So everyone's going to get riled up. And as much as, you know, we were at Brown University yesterday talking to Michael Steele students, a, a wonderful engaging group of college students um, who don't vote. Oh, I mean, they, these students, Brown students, probably not the students that we were talking to, but this this com this community that is energized, they get so energized, but then they don't go and vote. So, right. Right. so energizing people who don't go to vote That's interesting. is, is um, now Republicans, when you energize Republicans, they vote. They, they vote. vote. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so now we go to my favorite segment of the show. Uh, what, Didi, are you buying or selling today? I am buying Growth Comms our communications conference for conservatives. It is going to be held on October 12th. This year we're doing something a little bit different. It's going to be live stream 
from the Bass Public Affairs Office. We are really excited about it. We would love for all of your viewers and listeners to join us. Um, they can go to www.growthcoms.com to register. You can and, see, you're going to see that on the screen underneath there. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're really excited about it. This is our, I keep getting it wrong, I keep saying our sixth, seventh year. Which it's year? Six. It's our sixth year. That's but, who, but who's counting? Yes, who's counting? It's our sixth year, and it's an amazing conference. We're really excited about it, and we look forward to having everyone join us. Excellent. Dina, what are you buying or selling? I am buying my nephew's podcast. Oh. My nephew, uh, without us even... Um, pushing him into the communication space. He um, for, He's 17 now. When he was 13, he started his own podcast. He's the sports fanatic. And so you can listen to his podcast and follow him on Twitter at Sports Fanatic EC. That's for East Coast, Sports Fanatic EC. And I, 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 I've seen him on your Twitter feed, have I? Yes, you probably have. Oh, yeah. All right, yes. I'm going to check into that. Yes, yes. I am buying a, a, a guy I used to work with in the speaker's office who had a tremendous profile of, of him in the Cleveland Plain Dealer um, website. Jerron Smith, who works for the White House, um, is in charge of uh, coming up with really urban policy uh, at the White House. Um, I'm just really proud of Jerron. We've talked over the years. He's hosted me at the White House. He's uh, just a tremendous individual who has a great life story. Uh, we're going to put a link to the story uh, that you can check it out. But he's doing great work for this president. He, he gets a lot of grief from his friends, like we all get grief from our friends yes. about supporting this president. <laughs> but he's somebody who is doing the Lord's work and doing it in a way that I think is inspiring. And everyone should read his story and kind of support what he's doing uh, working for this president. With that, I, I want to thank the Bass Sisters. Well, thank you for thank having you. us. This for has been being, fun. And we would love to have you back on if you we could. Wanna, we'd love we to come. Back. Absolutely. And uh, it's really been a, a fun experience to have you. And, you know, we just want to have you on uh, periodically talk about politics. Absolutely. Sounds good. We'd love to join. So thank you uh, for joining us in the Fury Theory Podcast, brought to you by EFB Advocacy. EFB means excellent for business.